Ray McConnell closed the window with a newsfeed on his tablet and put his head back against the seat, shaking it in frustration. Usually he liked winning a good debate, but he wasn't reveling in the prospect that he was right this time. Ray knew that those American officials, the talking heads spewing their nonsense on the cable news programs, were indulging in wishful thinking. China's space program had a good base of design and operational experience. The kill vehicle, the Tianlong, was not trivial, but it was well within their capabilities. The GPS satellites were completely unprotected and had only the most limited ability to maneuver. From a technical viewpoint, it wasn't a problem. And logically, if the Chinese leadership had committed themselves to this premeditated confrontation, would they only have a handful of bullets for their gun? I'd have dozens stockpiled and factories making more, Ray mused. It was bad news, although it helped strengthen his case. He said it again. His case. Schultz had called him from Washington last night, telling him to come out ASAP on Navy orders. Sitting in his house, still depressed about his meeting with Carson, Schultz's call had struck him like lightning. Ray hadn't known what to think or hope. He then spent most of the night trying to organize the jumble of material that represented the Defender design. If Schultz wanted to talk about Defender, he'd want to see more than just the document that had been circulated on the net. There was a lot of supporting information behind the team's initial work, but in the rush to get the basic document produced, they'd planned to put together the supporting annexes later. And an admiral wanted to see it. Correction, at least two admirals wanted to see it. The CNO was also directly involved. Ray knew he had a lot of work to do. He'd seen enough Pentagon briefings to know what was expected. Ray finally quit at 5 a.m. and took a taxi to the airport. He could sleep on the plane. Waiting at the gate, Ray dashed off an apologetic email to Jake Olson, explaining what he could and promising to make it up to his deputy somehow. Ray was pretty sure it would take something more than a fruit basket. Rudy White wouldn't find out about Ray's absence until he came into work at 7.30. Although Ray had official orders authorizing his travel, Rudy would still not be happy. Fortunately, Ray's flight would be an hour in the air by the time his supervisor read his email. At the gate, Ray fidgeted, impatient and distracted. He typed, of course, trying to organize the thoughts crowding into his mind, but he kept checking the clock. It moved at an agonizingly slow pace. Finally, it was time to board and then take off, but he found he still couldn't relax. Ray realized that his stress had nothing to do with the flight or the design, but with the thought of Defender actually becoming real. He'd been so emotionally braced for failure that he hadn't prepared for success. It was time to start looking forward. Ray paused to think about what it would mean for him personally. If Defender flew, it would, of course, mean professional validation. But would the powers that be let him be part of the program in some way? He was pretty sure he'd need a new job. His prospects at Spaywar were problematic, even if Defender succeeded. Once they were at altitude, Ray opened his tablet and continued to work and, now, plan for the future. Sleep was impossible. Thanks to Schultz's call, the odds of Defender being built had improved from slim to small. Ray wanted to make them even better. Triggered by a keyword search, the news broadcast had popped up, interrupting his work, but he'd welcomed the information. It reminded him what this was all about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the pilot. 
We've just received word that air traffic control has rescheduled our arrival into Dulles to 5.45 instead of 4.38 this afternoon. There's no problem with the weather, but because of the recent problems with the GPS system, they've just announced they'll be spacing aircraft farther apart near the airports as a precaution. United apologizes for the delay. Passengers with connecting flights. Ray smiled. For once, he was glad for the extra time in the air. Dulles International Airport, Sterling, Virginia, October 6, 2017. Outside baggage claim, a balding man in his 50s, not particularly tall, was holding a sign that read, McConnell R.